Welcome back to Crime City, Colorado. I'm Cammie. I'm Kylie. I'm the mama. I'm the daughter. So we were not able to record last week because, again, I ended up with bronchitis and lost my entire voice. Still fighting it, if you couldn't tell. Yeah, y'all can't blame me. We can blame you if we want to. <laughs> Keep it up. We have had a very interesting couple of weeks. Have we? Yeah, I'll tell you why. I was on my way to drop my grandson off in the middle of a snowstorm. And I got a text from my dad that somebody we know is in big trouble. And now this person he mentioned, I was thinking like maybe he lost his business or something because he owns his own business. Um, Now we've known his family since I was like three. So we go like way back. I asked dad what was going on. And he said, all he said is nine news because that's literally just how my dad texts. Well, the roads are pure shit. So I wait till I got where I'm going. And I looked on the nine news app and holy fucking shit. When my dad said he was in trouble, it was an understatement of the fucking year. It seems that Colorado has made the news several times in the past few years for funeral homes doing some shady fucked up shit. I know, why can't we get it right? I know. And our homie, Miles, is now on that list. (laughs) He owned a funeral home that he had ended up closing due to financial reasons. Before he closed it, he had a funeral that he had done for a woman that he had known for years. He completed the service and had her cremated and returned the ashes to her husband. Or so they thought. Apparently, Miles owed so much money to the cremation companies here that no one would work with him anymore, and he was unable to cremate this body. So instead of calling the family and explaining the situation or calling another funeral home and asking for help, he did something so fucked up. He placed her body in the back of his hearse, covered her in blankets, and put the car in his backyard. He then gave the family somebody else's cremains. This woman's body stayed in the car until February 6th of this year when the owner of the house he was renting and the sheriff came out to evict him. So that was a year and a half that this body was hanging out in that car in the backyard. Uh, That is when they found over 30 different containers containing cremated remains, which is not uncommon in a funeral home. I'll explain that in a minute. And the body in the back of the car. They contacted Denver police. They opened an investigation. A warrant was issued for abuse of a corpse, theft, and forgery. The theft comes from taking money from the cremation and not doing it. And then the forgery, because when you file a death certificate as a funeral home, you put down the final disposition of what the body was. So Miles put down on the death certificate that the body was cremated when it wasn't. And that's a legal document. There are more people coming forward saying that they have paid Miles for jewelry made of like cremated remains of their loved ones that they never received. So there may be more charges filed. There is another family that also got wrong remains returned to them from Miles. Colorado is like one of the only states that has no regulations when it comes to funeral homes. And it's freaking stupid. And that is why Colorado keeps making the news with all these funeral homes doing these totally fucked up shit. As far as the cremated remains goes, just about every funeral home has a closet full of remains. They are remains that uh, either no one has come to pick up for one reason or another. Some of these people paid for cremation and had no family to have their remains returned to. Some are ones that the funeral home had covered the cost of and, again, had no one to return the ashes to. They hang on to the remains. In some cases, uh, In some case, someone might come forward wanting them. Some funeral homes hang on to them indefinitely. Others have a time frame where they will go and scatter them in a communal garden. Now, once the, issue, uh, once the warrant was issued, Miles quit cooperating and went into hiding. No one could find him. Um, I was talking to some family members, and they had no idea where he was. 
they had not heard from him. Well, last Friday, the cops were called to Inglewood, Colorado, for an intoxicated male. It was Miles. So they run his name, and they find he has two warrants. The Denver warrant for the body in the backyard, and another one for failure to appear on a separate case. Now, everyone was shocked the next day when the Denver judge gave him a $50,000 personal recognizance bond. Someone who goes into hiding and already has a failure to appear really should not be getting out of jail on just a promise to appear in his signature. So we'll, we'll actually see if he actually fucking shows up for court. All right, well, you ready to for some fucked up shit? Yeah. I have to give a trigger warning <laughs> for animal cruelty and necrophilia. Bro! <laughs> this case is all over the place. I kind of want to die now. This one's all over. So Bridget Cruz was born October 23rd, 1975. I love the name of this town. Okeechobee. Florida, me, <laughs> um, to Keith and Tony Cruz. She was the oldest of three. She had a little sister named Misty and a brother named Casey, with a K. Bridget graduated from Okeechobee High School in 1993 and enlisted in the Army, where she served for six years during the Persian Gulf War. While in the Army, she was able to live in Germany, hell yeah, North Carolina, nah. Hawaii, hell yeah, Kentucky, no thank you, in Colorado, nah, done it. She rose to the rank of sergeant before retiring and attending college to earn her Bachelor of Science in Nursing and became a registered nurse. At some point along her journey, she married a man and changed her last name to Kenner. And she had uh, two children, a son named David and a daughter named Emma. From what I could tell, she did end up getting divorced at some point. Bridget was living in Colorado Springs with her two kids and was working as a registered nurse at St. Francis Hospital where my granddaughter was born. Who turns three tomorrow? Oh, God. I feel old. She lived in a brand new house on Fall Gold Court and had a boyfriend named Martin Cornett. On April 28, 2020, Bridget didn't show up for work, and her boss was worried. Bridget had been to work the night before and had not mentioned anything about not feeling well and was not the type to not call in. Her supervisor contacted the police to do a welfare check, but the police were unable to get out to the house to check on her at that time. Later that evening, Bridget's boyfriend, Martin, who had not been able to get a hold of Bridget, went by the house to check on her and also called the police for a welfare check. When, Mar- when Martin was at the house, he could see that her car was in the garage and the lights in the house were on. When the police arrived, Martin told them he was able to get into the house through the sliding glass door in the backyard. When he got inside, he saw a shit ton of blood and went back outside and waited for the police. Police went into the house and found Bridget in the living room, dead and covered with a blanket. It appeared that she had been stabbed. Sick. They found a significant amount of blood in the master bedroom and a bloody knife on the island in the kitchen. So whoever did it didn't even try to cover it up. Also in the master bedroom, the dresser had been ransacked. In the laundry room, towels and clothes were covered in blood. Yum. Yummy. Yum. Martin told the police that Bridget had two kids and that her daughter, who is a trans male... His partner was also living with them since December of 2019. Police wanted to locate the kids and let them know about the death and also to see if they knew of anyone that may want to hurt their mom. So after speaking to Martin, they learned that 16-year-old Emma is a trans male and now goes by Kenny Kenner. Of all the names you're going to choose, you're going to go by Kenny Kenner. That's just too close. Now, he is dating a trans female named Cohen Heath, who goes by Vin. 
This information made investigators very interested as they knew Vin very well. Here is your trigger warning. Vin had been previously arrested for the torture and killing of his own mother's cat. He said he killed the cat because it was easier than killing his mother. He mutilated the cat so that he could keep pieces of it for mementos. I want to keep pieces of this so I will remember this for the rest of my life. You sick motherfucker. Vin had told investigators at the time that it was kind of funny to watch his mother look for the cat when he knew it was dead. He later gave her the mementos in a gift bag. He had been arrested and posted a $1,000 bond. I would love to know why the hell that bond was so low for that crime. He was released on bond in September and then failed to show up to his February court date. And then his bond was revoked and an or- a warrant was issued for his arrest. So this is someone investigators really wanted to talk to. It wasn't long before police ran into Kenny and Vin at 7-Eleven, about a mile away from the house where they were buying a prepaid credit card so they could pay for an Uber. Well, that is just odd. Where the fuck are you going? Now, they knew that Kenny had a history of self-harming, and Kenny had several wounds to his left hand and forearm and scratches to his right hand that were not consistent with his typical self-harming wounds. Kenny mentioned to the police that he knew his mother had been stabbed. How would you know that, Kenny? They, they didn't tell you anything yet. It was not long before they both started talking. When asked why he and Vin were trying to buy a prepaid credit card, he said they needed to get an Uber and were heading downtown Colorado Springs where it would be easier to be homeless there than the bougie area where they lived and mm-hmm. then would try and get down to Texas. For fucking <laughs> What? Kylie wouldn't make it five minutes homeless. No, not even a little bit. The second you told her she couldn't shower, she would be, she would, she'd give up. Bitch loves to shower. <laughs> um, investigators were like, okay, but why were you two trying to go to Texas? Vin said that she was downstairs. Remember, she's a trans female. And Kenny was upstairs. She was sleeping and woke up to Bridget screaming and yelling, please don't kill me and please don't hurt me. Vin hid downstairs until Kenny came downstairs and told her that Bridget had walked in on Kenny cutting himself. It started an argument, and Kenny stabbed her. You know, I don't think that should escalate to stabbing your parent, but, you know, whatever. They both went went upstairs and saw Bridget lying naked on the floor. Um, Vin put her hand on Bridget's chest to check her breathing. Vin said that Kenny started wiping down doorknobs and gave up. My question is, why are you wiping down doorknobs? You live there. Your fingerprints are supposed to be there. About an hour later, they heard banging on the door. So Vin and Kenny took off out the back door, jumped the neighbor's fence, and ran to 7-Eleven. When they spoke to Kenny, some of the information was consistent with what Vin said, but not all of it. Apparently, Bridget was in the process of moving to Florida with Kenny. This would be detrimental to Kenny and Vin's amazing relationship. Kenny told investigators that Vin had been manipulating Kenny to kill Bridget. Vin had planned the entire murder so that Kenny and Vin could steal all of Bridget's shit and take off to Texas. Again, why Texas? Kenny stated, I didn't want to, but I knew it would make Vin happy, so that's what I cared about. She's... Uh, He said he was in love with Vin, and Vin told Kenny that if he killed Bridget, 
Vin would be so proud of Kenny. Vin also told Kelly, Kenny that he would be a real man if he killed Bridget. Vin told him, if you really want to prove that you're a man, you will do this. Okay, I understand that Kenny was a trans male, but murder does not make you anything but a piece of shit. It will, it will not make you a man. It will not make you awesome or badass. If it ever crosses your mind that murder will make you anything except a piece of shit, get a therapist. Vin had apparently been encouraging Kenny for a long time to kill Bridget. Vin would alternate between encouraging Kenny, setting deadlines, and then withholding attention from Kenny when he failed to follow through with the murder. You sick fuck. Vin had told Kenny the night of the murder that he wanted to wake up to her screaming, and he got his wish. Um, Kenny said that he would be the one to commit the murder because he was a juvenile and would receive a reduced sentence. Well, dumbass, you forgot the fact that they would charge you as an adult, which would mean you'd be serving a shit ton of time behind bars. Uh, Here's your next trigger warning. After the murder, Vin asked Kenny if it was okay if he engaged in necrophilia with Bridget. Stop it. Kenny was like, all right, cool. You go right ahead and have sex with my dead mother. And then Vin proceeded to sexually assault Kenny's dead mother and videoed it. Hit. Disgusting. Yeah. So nasty. When Vin was done molesting the dead body, Vin went up to Bridget's closet and stole clothing and jewelry. When police found Vin and Kenny, Vin was wearing Bridget's pink sports bra and her jewelry. Kenny and Vin were both arrested for first-degree murder. Vin was taken to El Paso County Jail, and his bond was set at $506,000, a very random amount. Kenny was booked into the Spring Creek Youth Services Center. Kenny pled guilty to second-degree murder in a plea deal because plea deals are fucking great with the agreement that he would testify against Vin. Kenny was sentenced to 40 years in prison. He is at the Denver Women's Correctional Facility, still under the name Emma. Kenny's first shot at parole will be February of 2049 when Kenny will be (laughs) 46 years old. Mandatory release date is May of 2059 when Kenny will be 56 years old. Maybe then he won't be stabbing people. Vin pled not guilty. Shocker. He's like, I didn't do it. I didn't do nothing. Yeah, you ain't got here. <laughs> Kenny testified against him and told the jury everything. It took the jury a whole four hours to come back with, shut the fuck up, you're guilty. He was sentenced to life without parole. It was almost, and was also sentenced to 18 months for the cruelty to animal case he had for killing his mom's cat. Sick fuck. He's serving his sentence at the Fremont Correctional Facility. Now, when he went in, he went in with no tattoos. He is now sporting a massive neck tattoo. Um, Another one that looks like a teardrop tattoo under one eye. And the other one, I can't tell what it is. Someone is getting some practice with a tattoo needle in prison. Vin is currently 23 years old, same age as my son, and has the rest of his life to spend in prison. I hope he rots in there, him and Kenny. Bridget is buried at Fort Logan National Cemetery, where she was laid laid to rest on May 18th of 2020. Now, before we see what Kylie has for us, I have a slight update on the Black Widow case we did last episode. Remember, I was not able to find where she was. She was not in prison, database, as an inmate, or as a parolee. A friend of mine, who we'll call Roe, was incarcerated with this bitch. When Roe was in prison with Sharon, Sharon was in a wheelchair and on oxygen. She had a group of other inmates, we'll call them groupies, who would, <laughs> who would push this bitch around. 
and take her down to like the mess hall for meals. Everyone in the prison even called this piece of shit the Black Widow. And Roe has been out of the system for well over 15 years, I think. So that's telling me that going to be upset about that. All right, Kylie, what fun do you have for us? She got a new iPad. She's very excited. It was free, guys. Verizon gave it to her for free. Girl math. So I got a new phone, and they have a promotion. So I got $800 off the iPhone 15. Girl math, basically free, even though it's an $1,100 phone. <laughs> so that's the point. And then I did get a free iPad or an um, Apple Watch, but I already have one of those. So. And she's never had an iPad. I don't think I've ever. I don't um, own an iPad either. I'm trying to justify it by using it right now. Yes. Because she, I she have did no not, use for it. She did not bring her laptop down. She brought down the iPad. Um. So, yeah. Okay. It is convenient, though, because all my pictures are on my phone, which is connected here, so I didn't have to get any new oh. pictures. Nice. Genius. Anyways. So I have two updates. That's what we're going to do. Two updates on two dumb criminals. Score. First one is, you all remember when that guy in Colorado decided to be really cool to go to, from Colorado Springs to Colorado in like 20 minutes? On his motorcycle, yes. Yeah. So he did get caught. Shocker. Yeah. Um. First of all, what a cutie. <laughs> Just such a catch. Um, I think I, I did see his booking photo. I think he got, yeah, so he got caught in Texas, and then they took him all the way here. Which I was shocked they extradited his ass. They said, here you go, take him. Uh, he has not been charged with anything yet, but. Well, his warrant had all the charges. Well, yeah, but he hasn't been officially sentenced to anything. Okay. But I'd just like to say that he was caught in Texas and, um, yeah. Extradited his little scrawny ass back here, you little stupid fuck. So, and well, they took the slow route, so. And the days after his arrest, he literally attempted to capitalize on it by selling t-shirts with the Colorado's Most Wanted. Oh my fucking God. Of course he did. Yeah. It was hilarious. But, so there's that one. Get out of that one. Is he trying to raise money for his bonds? Uh, he's like, hold up, guys. I'm going to be going away for a while. Yeah. This one I'm a little bit confused on. I'm not really sure if it's been sentenced yet. Um, but Ruby Frank, passenger eight YouTuber. Okay. She went into court on the 19th or the 20th of February. Um, so she took a plea deal. And um, has been sentenced to four consecutive prison terms. Which could range from 1 to 15 years. Yeah. Frank has 30 days to appeal the decision. Um, So I'm confused how she, I don't think they've made a decision on how long. So, yeah. So what that means is a maximum of 30. So if she doesn't behave, she can sit there for that whole 30 days. Or 30 years, excuse me. If she behaves and she does all of her um, required classes and she is a model prisoner, it'll be towards that lower end. Is it how they usually work that out? So, but she's going to have to do all of her classes. So it's going to be parenting classes, um, anger management classes. Um, I don't know if she was on any drugs. If she was, then she'll have to take um, NA classes while she's there. Um, you know, she's going to have to prove that she can, you know, she's being a good person while she's in there. So college classes, she needs to get a job while she's in there. You know, she's got to be a model citizen while she's in prison or she's going to spend the entire time in there. Yeah, and she was also charged a $10,000 fine for each charge. And how many charges were there? Four. Four, so 40 grand. Mm-hmm. So any, and, that, and that's the good thing. So any money that she makes while she's in there is um, going to go to 
that fine. Well, she's also rich. Yeah. So she could just pay it. She'll just write a check. We, uh, us, we don't have that luxury. Um, I would have to sell everything I own. I'll give you my truck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I give you all my cars um, and two of them have loans on them. So <laughs> um, you'd be fucked. So now, but uh, yeah, she's so fucking stupid. Yeah. So those are mine. Um, I didn't really um prepare. That was my fault. But I did see both of those updates and I was like, what a perfect time to bring those up before I get too far along and be like, oh, yeah, you know what I talked about last year? Yeah, a year ago. Yeah, they got um also arrested a year ago and well, like, charged a year ago. <laughs> it, it also helps that I had Miles at the at the front of this because he can be our dumb criminal because he's a fucking idiot. That's true. Like that. It was just perfect timing. Um, what was your end game? What was your plan? How long were you planning on keeping a fucking body in your backyard? I can do an outro song. Ooh. Because it's connected to my Apple Music. Oh, Lord. I think it sure is. If you like listening to And we're going to post some pictures of ourselves. Yeah, so, we did it. Yeah, on our Instagram or Facebook because apparently some people don't know what we look like. So, you're going to be like, this is what you bitches look like. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know how to function this. I feel like a 90-year-old. I feel like grandma. <laughs> and now you won't know why she calls me every <laughs> Okay, but to be fair, it's just, yeah. Okay, here we go. It's my jam there. very poor outro because that's um we're talking about dead people but yeah fitting you know that's okay (laughs) i will have to read this um facebook post we got last night that just made our night and um oh yeah um yeah it was the greatest thing ever let's see if i can find it again so from our friend cc she says i love this podcast i love the humor and the commentary from kylie and cammy mostly cammy she didn't say that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I listen when I'm at work and it's really hard for me not to laugh at their comments through the podcast. I don't think the cases themselves are funny, which, you know, I get just the ladies commentary because, you know, we're funny. And yes, we are like this outside of the podcast. It's literally a never ending time. Yeah. It's never ending battle between us. So, well, that is all for us. Sorry we didn't have it last week. I blame Kylie for. Bro, BFFR. She made me lose my voice. I blame her. No, literally every, all of our technicians were out sick. I can imagine. At Ford, mm-hmm. every single one. I think we had three in the shop out of like 20. When I tell you I did not leave my office. <laughs> yeah. I was like, y'all stay outside. The Do not come plague. near me. And Because all of them are located in a different building. Yeah. So when anybody from the building had to come up to me, I'd say, you stay outside the office. Yep. Do not come into mine. Yeah. I don't know. Even when I, Even when I called Kaiser to talk to him about this, they're like, yeah, it seems everyone has what you have right now. And I'm like, oh, fucking wonderful. But... Yeah, I had no voice. And you know how hard it is to be authoritative when you have no voice. It's horrendous. I, nobody wants to listen to me when I have a voice, let alone when also, I don't Also, we one. had a guest on our podcast today. He is sitting in his chair. Yep. It's Cosmo. Big fat ass over okay. here. That was rude. He is just being he, a He is sitting cutie. in the chair though, like a normal. He literally is sitting like a normal human being, just chilling. Like where, when sometimes Adriana joins us, that he is sitting where she Which would sit. It's so, very cute and adorable. We need to get him some little... I need a fake computer. A microphone and head, headset. I mean, a little businessman. 
Oh, Lord. She does have sweaters for him. I do. He's like his mama. Yeah, he's... What is, what is, why is that on? Bougie-ass cat, bougie-ass daughter. I get it from my mother. Hmm, I'm that. not bougie. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Shut the hell up. All right, guys, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.